As we gather here today, my prayer is pretty simple, and my hope is that your life is transformed forever today. And there's no better way to do that than asking for the Blessed Mother's help. So please join me in praying a Hail Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Yesterday in the church we celebrated the Queenship of Mary. And we're blessed in our diocese to actually have an apparition site where Mary appeared. And it's the only place in the United States approved by the Vatican. And it's in Green Bay, Wisconsin, like just 20 minutes outside of Green Bay in Champion. And at that place yesterday, two of my friends became fully professed religious sisters. And that is good news, my friends. That's good news. Because let's just be honest, how much more when you're on TV or serving through YouTube, how many more political ads can you handle without wanting to put a shotgun to the TV or your phone, right? Or how much can you stand, how much more can you stand of seeing numbers of COVID death counts and active cases? How much more can you stand of that? I can't take it anymore. Just the darkness, the fear, the manipulation, the control. And this is why you and I are created for good news. And both of those women who were fully professed to Jesus, who married Jesus, who are now spouses of Jesus, they were so beautiful yesterday. You would have been at awe at just the beauty of the liturgy. But at their profession of of the faith and at that Mass, when they were married to Jesus, in the back they had two cards, which are holy cards. So when I was ordained a priest, I had holy cards. I gave them out. And now Sister Maria Lucia Stella Maris and Sister Marie Bernadette of the Sacred Heart from the Missionaries of the Word, it's the name of their order, it's a new order, which is awesome. They had nine or eight, eight or nine years to really pray and ask the question, Jesus, are you calling me? Are you calling me? Are you calling me? And Sister Maria Lucia Stellamaris had that time to pray and think about, what am I going to put on that holy card? And after eight to nine years of prayer and discernment and grieving and mourning, because they, you know, they, they know that they're not going to have physical children, now they're going to have spiritual children. I mean, they're going to be a mother to a lot of those who never had a mother. She put today's gospel, one of the verses, on her card. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's a providence that you're meant to be here and hear this message today because boy, oh boy, do we need to hear it. She put Matthew 16, 15 on there, on this card. And Matthew 16, 15 says, Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? And that is a really important question because not out of judgment, but out of a shepherd's heart. So not out of judgment, but out of a shepherd's heart. I don't think a lot of us know who Jesus is. If I asked you, 
Tell me about Bart Starr. Tell me about Brett Favre. Tell me about Aaron Rodgers. You could all probably talk for a long time. But oddly, when it comes to Jesus, and when we're, especially when we're in front of other people like Peter and the apostles today in the gospel, we say weird things. Like they're like, well, kind of like, you're kind of like John the Baptist or Elijah risen from the dead or one of the prophets. And what does it sound like today? A lot of people say, he's just some guy. He's like Buddha. He's like, you know, Muhammad. He's just another good teacher. But Jesus is unlike any of them. And if we compare Jesus to anyone, we don't know him. He's unlike anyone. So Jesus asks Peter, mano y mano, face to face, heart to heart, eyeball to eyeball, just as he asks you, but he says, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that Jesus is? But not just with your mouth, but by your actions, what you do with your time. Because these two sisters had between eight and nine years to pray and ask the Lord, are you calling me? To pray, to grieve, to mourn, to be healed. And I can almost guarantee you, Sister Maria Lucia Stellamaris, who I've known, the first thing that she would do is, if I asked her that question, she would probably smile. <laughs> and then she'd start laughing and go, bah! let me tell you about this Jesus and how patient he's been with me. Let me tell you about his immense love and how it is the only love that will satisfy anyone's heart. And he always forgives. And how spending an hour with him every day in the Blessed Sacrament, praying the rosary, praying in community, receiving the sacrament of confession, going on retreats, giving him my time, let me tell you about this Jesus. Because simply put, my friends, if you don't give Jesus your time, he can't do anything with you. And for some reason, you and I have bought into a lie that he's not worth our time. But here's the clincher. So let's just look at the gospel reading today and see how it's so relevant and it's so needed for you and I to step our game up. And stop pointing fingers at other people to do it, but look at ourselves, just you and Jesus, and see yourself as Peter, because Peter steps out in courage, and Jesus says, who do you say that I am? He steps out in courage amongst all the apostles. And mind you, this is the same Peter who was in the boat and was not catching fish. He's living in the ways of the world, and Jesus says, well, just try the other side. And he catches thousands of fish, right? The boat was sinking. And two weeks ago, we just heard about this Peter who was called out on water, and he started walking on water, but when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. Today he, he is here on solid ground. He steps forward in faith and he says, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. In other words, he's saying you are it. There is no one else who can satisfy the ache in my heart. There's no one else who can save me. There is nothing else that can save me. And Jesus says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my father in heaven so if you know Jesus, if you know him, that means you're incredibly blessed because a lot of us have to be humble enough to admit that we simply do not know who he is because otherwise our world would look different. These pews would be packed. People would have more hope. 
more joy, more love, more forgiveness. But do you know him? And after Peter makes his profession of faith, Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. Jesus came to give us a church, and not just a building, but a family, right? So when you're down, you have people to pick you up and stop trying to pick yourself up. And then he says, and I give you the keys to the kingdom. Now, keys are not a very, it's not something you'd find very often in that time period. So it's something you'd hold on to. And what are keys meant to do? They're meant to unlock things, right? Mainly your heart. Because a lot of you, like me in my past, we believe in lies. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're not worthy of God's love. There's no hope for you. If God really knew you, he could never forgive you. And those are all lies, 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 and lies. And Jesus gave these keys to the Blessed Mother, right? To St. Joseph, to, to Peter, the first apostles, to the saints throughout the ages. And here's the thing, my friends. This is the problem. We stop handing the keys to the world, to people who are hurting. And we go to things like Instagram, we go to alcohol, we go to pornography, we go to things that are just simply not going to help us. And what has it led to? 60, 60% divorce rate? Depression? Anxiety? Loneliness? Despair? And we're, we're meant to hand the keys off. And this is what's happening. And most likely... The grandparents in this room are the last group that's doing this. Say, you know, that pain, that sadness you have in your heart, that loneliness, Jesus is is the only answer. Here are the keys. And what happens is people in our world today are doing this. They're not receiving the keys. You know your addictions? You know when you're, you're at home, in the middle of the night you're crying because you're, you're suffering, here are the keys to the sacraments, to the love of Jesus. He is the only answer to that pain, that lock around your heart. And people are saying, I don't want it. And it's leading to increased anxiety rates, increased depression, alcoholism is up. The strange thing is, my friends, the average age in the United States is actually going down and not because of covid Because people are losing the will to live. But if you know who Jesus is, if you know who he is by spending time with him, not things about him, but by spending time with him in his word, opening the word of God, praying the rosary, going to confession, coming to mass, and also spending time with one another outside of these church walls, hope springs. Joy springs. Mercy pours out of our hearts. And then people start saying they're different because they know Jesus. So, do you know him? And I don't mean what color is his hair and how long was his beard and what time period did he live. I'm asking by spending time with him, do you know him? And if you do not know him, how is it going for you? Because Jesus lets you feel sadness so he can make you happy. Because apart from Jesus, 
Your life and my life is sad. It's just sad. We don't live in love with him. It's just sad. And here's like where this whole gospel hinges and everything hinges today. Is that God loves you so much that he will never force himself upon you. You have free will. You can do whatever the heck you want to do each day. You can waste your life if you want to, and you are choosing your end. But that means if you want hope, if you want joy, if you want happiness, if you want deep peace and trust in, in the, the way of heaven that Jesus is calling us to, you have to ask him to come in. You have to ask him to come in. And you know, I could tell you this week, make sure you do your meal prayers and make sure you pray each day and make sure you read the word and, and reach out to one another this week and spend time with one another in community, which are all things I hope you do. But those are not right now. The best time to ask Jesus to come into your heart is right now. Because when you and I look at the cross, he's saying to you, if you were the only person on earth, I would have died for you because I'd rather spend eternity with you than without you. And what lie is making you say, not worth it, not worth it. He's it. He's the only one. That's why two women in our diocese, fully professed sisters today, or yesterday, gave up their whole life for him. But they had to give him their time. And they had to be delivered from those lies that you're stupid, you're ugly, you're unworthy, you're unlovable. Who could ever love a sinner like you? They had to mourn and grieve all that stuff. They had asked Jesus to come into those deep, 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 deep parts of their heart and unlock all of that so they could be free to give themselves to their now spouse, Jesus. So how do we do that? You know, like how do we ask Jesus to come in? Well, you need this. Silence. And you need to ask him. You have to give him permission. Just, and when, when you ask, you say, Jesus, come in. The first thing that should come out of our heart is, I'm sorry. The second thing is, we should say is, I love you. And the third thing we should say is, thank you for dying for me and offering me new life today. Because a lot of us, we have just bought into this really strange lie that I can live without Jesus saying these words to me every day. The words that you and I need to hear are not from myself or deacon, but we need to hear from Jesus himself through his Holy Spirit. We need to hear the words, I love you. I love you. I love you. And some of us are convinced that we can live without hearing those words every day. And look at our world. So do you know Jesus? How is life going for you? Just being honest. Not between the people around you, but you and Jesus. Do you know him? Do you want him to come in? The best time to ask him to come in and to say, I am sorry, I love you, and thank you is right now. But you have free will. You can do whatever you want. I'd highly encourage you to let him in.
and be transformed today and never go back to the old way. Because Jesus wants in. He wants to give you peace. He wants to set you free and unlock your heart so you can have peace, not just today, but forever. So will you let him in? You have free will. You can do whatever you want to do. But I would highly encourage you right now, we'll take a moment of silence, in the depths of your heart, being honest with who God is, to let him in and ask him to stay forever by saying, I'm sorry, I love you, and thank you. Amen.